story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G. Hello, everybody. Mama G here. And you have found yourselves listening to Story Time with Mama G. The podcast. Du, 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 du. I'm very excited for you to be joining me. And sorry if I'm sounding a little bit hoarse. That's because I'm currently in pantomime in Gravesend. I'm playing Dame Darcy Derriere in Beauty and the Beast. And there's an awful lot of ghost routine. So there's lots of shouting out above the sound of children shouting at me. It was all rather wonderful, though. It's very exciting. If you can come to Gravesend and see the show, then please do. It'd be lovely to see you there. Um, now, my story this week is rather Christmassy, so I hope you're feeling Christmassy. It's with one of my favourite characters, Eunice the Horse, and it is called When Eunice Upon a Star. It's kind of a sequel, so at the start of this story, Eunice is now a unicorn. <laughs> Have you ever heard of anyone who didn't like Christmas? No, me neither. But at the Happy Hill Farm, the pigs, the cows, the sheep, the chickens, the goats, the horses, and especially the turkeys, well, they all detested Christmas. In fact, there was only one animal in the whole farmyard who agreed with you and I. Eunice the Unicorn. She loved Christmas. And every Christmas, she wished she could be anywhere other than the Happy Hill Farm. Every year, Eunice the Unicorn would watch the farm next door put up a beautiful Christmas tree. But the Happy Hill Farm would stay bare. Every year, Eunice the Unicorn would watch the farm next door put up beautiful, bright Christmas lights. But the Happy Hill Farm would stay dark. Every year... Eunice the Unicorn would watch the farm next door dancing and singing to beautiful Christmas songs. But the Happy Hill Farm would stay quiet. Would that make you sad? It would make me sad. And it made Eunice sad. Very, very sad. One day, Eunice's best friend Hortense the horse had had enough. Eunice was a unicorn after all, and unicorns are meant to have a fabulous time all the time. It's unicorn law. Eunice, said Hortense, I think it's time you found out why nobody else on this farm likes Christmas. But what would be the point? They've never liked Christmas, neighed Eunice. Maybe you can change that. Do you think so? I think you can do anything. Hortense was a very good best friend. So Eunice the Unicorn took a leap of faith and flew over her fence. And Hortense the Horse took a running jump and jumped over her fence. They had barely landed when Hortense saw her best friend trotting off to start her investigations. Excuse me, said Eunice. Mr. Pig, what do you want? I want to know why you don't like Christmas. 
Christmas is cold, it is, and we don't get given no blankets. But every Christmas, the big people in that farmhouse have something for their dinner called pigs in blankets. How do you think that makes us feel? I never thought about that, said Eunice. So, what would make you like Christmas? asked Hortense. Blankets, said Mr. Pig. Ah, to feel loved, realised Eunice. Hortense took her friend to the next field. Excuse me, said Eunice. Mrs. Cow? What do you want? I want to know why you don't like Christmas. Every year the children in the village put on a nativity play, and there are sheep in it, and donkeys too, but never cows. How do you think that makes us feel? I never thought about that, said Eunice. So, what would make you like Christmas? asked Hortense. To be in the play, said Mrs. Cow. Ah, to feel included, realised Eunice. Hortense took her friend to the next field. Excuse me, said Eunice. Mr. Sheep, what do you want? I want to know why you don't like Christmas. Everyone gets to dress up at Christmas and look amazing. But we just get to wear the same old woolly jumpers and look like we always do. How do you think that makes us feel? Oh, I never thought about that, said Eunice. So, what would make you like Christmas? asked Hortense. To look as magical as a unicorn, said Mr. Sheep. Ah, to feel special realised Eunice. That night, Eunice cried herself to sleep. How could she make everyone feel loved, and included, and special? She was only one unicorn, and her magic could only stretch so far. But that night, the sky shone with thousands of stars. That night, Eunice wished harder than she had ever wished that she could help all of her friends. That night, every star answered Eunice's wish, and that night, every star turned into a unicorn. When Eunice woke up, when Hortense woke up, when the rest of the farm woke up, they got the shock of their lives. Everywhere they looked, there were unicorns. Magical unicorns, glittery unicorns, rainbow unicorns, and, well, unicorn unicorns. Some unicorns are actually quite low-key. What's going on? whinnied Hortense. I thought I was seeing double, but now I see I'm seeing thousands of all. What is going on? wondered Eunice. The most majestic of all the unicorns stepped forward. You wished upon a star, Eunice, and now we're here to help you restore Christmas spirit to Happy Hill Farm. And so they did. A group of unicorns flew as fast as they could and collected all the ivy and Christmas tree needles they could find. When they got back, 
Eunice helped them sew the ivy together using the Christmas tree needles they had collected. They were making blankets. More blankets than you have ever seen. Wow, thought Hortense. Another group of unicorns flew around the farm and picked up as many hay bales as they could carry. They brought them to an empty field and Eunice helped them push the hay bales together. They were making a stage. The biggest stage you have ever seen. Wow, thought Hortense. Some of the younger unicorns chased each other around, collecting berries and acorns and pine cones and milk bottle caps and anything that sparkled. When they had tired themselves out, Eunice showed them how to turn their finds into necklaces and baubles and tinsel. They were making decorations. The most beautiful decorations you have ever seen. Wow, thought Hortense. The unicorns worked tirelessly. And before Eunice knew it, Happy Hill Farm was ready. Ready to love Christmas again. The rest of the farm animals wandered into the field, cautious and nervous. What had been happening? What was about to happen? Then the unicorns threw glitter up in the air and the field magically lit up with real fairies illuminating the trees. Everyone got given a blanket to stay warm and because they were loved. The cows got to go on stage and tell jokes and sing songs and the rest of the farm laughed and sang along. Then they let everyone join them on stage because everyone was included. And the sheep got dressed up in the most fabulous decorations. They were the talk of the field. They felt so special. And so did everyone else. Everyone was having the time of their lives. Well, said Mr. Pig, thanks to Eunice, I think I might just love Christmas again. So do I, said Mrs. Cow. So do I, said Mr. Sheep. So do I, said everyone. And what about you? Do you love Christmas? I hope so, because I know one thing for certain. You are loved. You are included. And you are special. Merry Christmas. So that was my story, When Eunice Upon a Star. And some of you may recognize it because last year I filmed it for my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to go and watch me read the story, just search for Mama G Stories on Facebook. No, YouTube. That's where you watch videos. Search for Mama G Stories on YouTube and then you can watch the video. And now it's time for my book of the week. So you might remember me telling you a few episodes ago that sometimes I do front of house at the Unicorn 
theatre, which is to say I tear tickets and I tell people where to sit and I make them feel very welcome, of course. And currently, the Christmas show that we have on at the Unicorn Theatre is The Canterville Ghost. And it's rather a wonderful production. And I watched it a few times when I was looking after the audience. And I liked it so much that I went out and bought the book that our show is based on. And it is, of course, called The Canterville Ghost. And it's by Oscar Wilde. Now, Oscar Wilde is a very, very, very famous author. And he's a very important person in British culture and also in LGBT circles because Oscar Wilde was a gay man and he got punished quite severely for being gay because he it was a Victorian and in the Victorian times there were elements of being gay that were illegal. Although some people in Victorian society did have gay relationships quite often, the people telling people that being gay was bad. Um, and Oscar Wilde... Um, would quite often in his plays, some very famous plays, he wrote like The Importance of Being Earnest and The Woman of No Importance. He liked putting the word importance into plays. Uh, he would quite often cloak his characters with uh, gay sayings, gay phrases. So there were lots of witticisms in there which allowed him to discuss being gay whilst putting it through the channel of uh, very upper-class, normalised Victorian society. Now, The Canterville Ghost is a ghost is a ghost. It's a story for young readers, and it's very funny. It's about an American family that moved to a haunted manor house or castle, I can't quite remember which, in the British countryside, and it's about how they deal with the ghost. And they take what we would consider a very American approach to the ghost, which is to say they're going to have none of his rubbish, and they try and play him at his own game. And the ghost learns quite a lot on the journey and eventually leaves them alone because his reason to, for being a ghost has been satisfied and he ends happily and he can go to being just a dead person. It's a lovely story, truly is, very funny. Now I have to say the the, the novel, the book is, is wonderful, it, it's written with beautiful, beautiful language as only Oscar Wilde can write and it made me laugh out loud but I'm going to tell you and I should whisper, but I prefer the play. I do. The play was written uh, by someone called Anthony Wright, and it's directed by the Unicorn Theatre's artistic director, Justin Oderbear. I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. He probably won't listen, so it's fine. And in the play... I think the story's slightly better structured. I feel awful saying it. And also we play up more about the difference between Americans and British people, which is very funny. And it's what keyed me into the idea that the story is actually about being who you are because both the British characters and the American characters are very strident and certain that who they are is who they should be and that's the right way to live. And of course, by the end of the story, they mutually understand each other, but they... Both have a sense of self-belief whilst understanding each other, which is what I'm always trying to promote. And the show has got illusions in. It's got some very beautiful singing. It's very, very, very funny. And it's just better than the book. I can't believe I'm saying that. Oscar Wilde is probably turning in his grave, unless he's also seen the playlist. He came down as a ghost to the unicorn and watched the play and thought, oh, actually, yeah, no. They got it right. This is much better. Now, I've got a lovely edition of the book. 
it's uh, got some other stories in it, some of which you might have heard of. Um, one called Lord Arthur Savile's Crime, which I think was also turned into a play, but I've not read that just yet. And then there's two other stories, one called The Sphinx Without a Secret and The Model Millionaire. The Model Millionaire uh, is a lot of fun, and I already can't remember what The Sphinx Without a Secret is about. But I read them a long time ago. Doing pantomime has distracted me terribly from uh, lots of things. Uh, this is it's published by Alma Classics. And it's very reasonably priced. And also, I saw in the back of the book that they've got a, a brief biography of Oscar Wilde. There's also a glossary of terms, because when I was reading it, there were some words in this that I didn't understand. And I should have done what my friend at school did. I had a, a friend called Andrew. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Called Andrew. Anyway, he used to carry around in his pencil case a list of words that he didn't understand. So he'd hear a word, he'd write it down, and then he'd find out what it meant. So he had a fantastic vocabulary. And let's just see some of the words that Oscar Wilde uses in this story that I didn't know what they meant. Let's have a look. Well, now, of course, all the words I'm looking at are words that I recognise. I'm just trying to... Oh, here we go. An arquebus. That's an early form of rifle. Probably not the best word to bring up there. And let's have a look at another one. I'm going to turn the page. Um, let me try and find one. Uh, oh, that's another that's another weapon. A lot of talk of weapons. You see, sometimes um, the ghost, the Canterville ghost, does dress up as a knight, you see. Um, and that's a type of shackle. I don't want to really spread those sorts of words, do we? Well, this is going to be a very boring podcast at this rate because I, I can't do what I wanted to do. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. You can probably guess what this is about. Phantasmata. That's ghosts. How exciting. And one more. One more. We're going to find one more. One more. Oh! Scapegrace. That's a rascal. What a lovely word. Oh, you little scapegrace. Well, there we go. My book of the week is The Canterville Ghost, and alongside that I am recommending you hotfoot it to the Unicorn Theatre and buy tickets for their Christmas show this year, which is... The Canterville Ghost. It's running until January the 5th, and I liked it so much that today I booked tickets to go and see it in the new year, even though I've seen it loads already, and I won't be working on that day, because I just can't wait to see it again. So that was the book of the week. Well, thank you so much for joining me. If you would like to let me know what you thought, I would love to hear from you. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Stories, And you can also send me your reviews and rate it on Apple Podcasts and whoever you listen to your podcast. It's always very helpful. And I do love to hear when people are listening. And if you want to ask me questions or recommend a book, I would love to hear from you as well. And you just need to email info at petitepantos.com. Well, that is all for now, and I will see you all next week. Au revoir. Goodbye. Ciao. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G.